Good morning, competitor, and welcome back. This is the Compete Everyday Podcast. I'm Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer and host here at the show. Today is part two of our three ways we get competition wrong. Earlier this week, we talked about why we've got to get out of this mindset of only seeking experiences, opportunities, safe goals where we're 100% guaranteed to dominate. Today we're shifting gears and we're talking about that one thing that trips up so many of us, which is comparison. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you, Friday's the day the Halloween shirt drops. We only have 150 available of our dreams or nightmares, so mark your calendar, get ready, listen to that. Sugar, snacks, donut, biscuit, everybody's excited about that barking in the background. They are telling you, Make sure you're ready Friday when that shirt drops to get on it and use the code PODCAST to get 15% off. Now, comparison is the thing that, if we're honest, probably trips up most of us if we're out competing, if we're chasing goals. And the problem with comparison is, besides being the thief of joy, it can rob us in either direction. On the one hand, somebody may not be actually good enough to give you the competition you need to realize your potential. Think of a a high school basketball player who has the talent to play in the NBA. All they care about is not pushing themselves, becoming their best, getting that scholarship, being the number one pick in the NBA draft. All they care about is being better than the other kid on their team at their position. So when they go into the weight room, they make sure they do one more rep than that kid. They go just one second faster on sprints. They make sure they play just one point better during a game. And on the surface, this may sound good, but... What if the kid that's doing that has the talent to be the number one pick in the NBA draft and the person they're comparing themselves to, well, that kid will be lucky if he ever plays after high school. He's the sixth man on the bench. He comes in to relieve the starters. He's not even in the same world in terms of talent as the star player. And when the star player compares himself to this other kid, well, he cheats himself of how great he could be. On the other hand, someone may be so much better than you that you feel discouraged to even try. Instead of discovering what you're actually capable of and trying to become your best, you don't even give yourself a shot because that person is so far down the line. Why bother? It's what happens to so many people when they want to start a business, when they're going to launch that blog when they're going to write that book, when they're going to start becoming a speaker, when they decide they're going to do their own thing and they look at someone else in their space, that other photographer, that other speaker, that other business owner, that person that looks so incredibly polished because they've been doing it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and they look at that person and say, why should I even try? Look how much better they are. And that voice inside talks them out of even going after their own goal, discovering what they're capable of because they're distracted by someone who's 20 years ahead, but not necessarily even better than them at the same spot. We see time and time again in studies of how comparison robs us, how there's not really this thing of absolute happiness. There's not a goal, a mile marker, a point that when you reach, you will become happy, right? When you scale this mountain, there's a mountain on the other side. When you reach that goal, you get that promotion, you cash that check, you're only going to want more of it. And what we see in studies is that there's not a set point where you're going to become happy. In fact, there's been a handful of studies over the last 15 years that have looked at people's happiness and compared with their salary. 
And what they see is when you get to about $75,000 to $100,000 in that range, afterwards, the increase in happiness based on the increase in salary is almost nothing. Like you can barely even measure it. Someone who makes $75,000 compared to someone who makes, say, $250,000. There's not a huge jump. It's not triple the amount of happiness. In fact, it's barely noticeable. And even more so, they show that people, that once you get to the point of $500,000, there's no more happiness at that point. The difference between a millionaire and a half a millionaire in terms of annual salary, it doesn't exist. And so what they started looking at is, is if this is the case, if, if $75,000 to $100,000 is happiness for a lot of people and most people, and, and then as you grow, you're not getting happier as you would assume that you would, why not? And what they discovered is that people aren't happy because of the money. People are happy because of how much they make compared to other people around them. That's right. A separate study asked individuals, would you rather go back to 1910 and make $25,000 a year where the annual salary is $500? Or would you rather live in today with $150,000? $150,000 annual salary today or go back to 1910, make $25,000 when the annual salary is $500. 77% of people said to put me in a time machine, Marty McFly, let's go back. Put me back in 1910. I'll take that. Even though there's two world wars about to happen, there is the Great Depression. There's not a car, not an internet. Penicillin hasn't been invented yet. You're not traveling the country, much less the world, very quickly. Yet people want to go back. Why? Because they'll have more money than everybody else they know. Whereas today, they might not. What comparison does is it puts our focus on everyone else. And instead of being proud and happy, if you show up and bust your butt every day at your job, if you put money away for a rainy day, if you hit your goals, if you live a healthy life, if you have a great marriage, if you raise great kids, if you do all of these things, people are not happy if their neighbors are making more money, if their neighbors drive a nicer car. If their neighbors appear to be more successful, if the people in their social circle are blowing them away in terms of where they are financially or what do they do, people feel less happy. And what's so sad about why we do that to ourselves is, is a lot of it is hardwired in. Biologically, we do this from a, a negative brain space because when we were cavemen and we lived in tribes, we needed the community in order to survive. Nobody was surviving by themselves. And so you had to make sure I was not at the very, very bottom. I was not holding the tribe, the community, the family back. And so it was all about how do we stack up socially so that we keep in this belonging, so we're adding value, so we have the protection of the group. But today, today that comparison robs us of happiness. Because what it does is it says, hey, your goal that you're going after and is important to you and strive for you, mm, maybe it's not as big as someone else's. Maybe it's not as cool as someone else's. And yeah, even though you hit it, so what? Somebody else did this. Yeah, I know uh, I've struggled with this, right? As I've grown throughout my career and I've hit mile markers and financial goals and, and gotten to speak all over the U.S. and, and do things I'd never imagined it's so easy to get caught up and say, yeah, but so-and-so did this. Yeah, but that person's here. That other speaker who's older, look what they're done. I got to get there. 
And if I do that, if I allow myself and my focus to go there, then what I find is I get anxious and unhappy instead of grateful for what I've done. And if I lose the gratitude for what I've done and I'm focused on someone else and I'm anxious about it, then I'm not able to be at my best in the present moment where my feet are, which is serving you. See, that was my problem early in my career. It's when I started building this brand, I got so distracted by what all these other successful companies and people were doing, or at least what I thought they were doing on the outside. And the more I tried to be like everyone else and compare myself to everyone else and do all these other things, the more debt I accumulated by trying to play bigger than I was. The more unhappiness I found in our growth because we weren't, quote, as good as so-and-so. And instead of locking in on what was in my control and focusing on how do I get better, I was chasing others. And then the day that that changed, the moment that I decided to stop being like everyone else and just buckle down and say, how do I get better today? How do I make our brand better today? How do I improve our customer experience today? How do I help people more today? It changed everything. And it's easy to get caught up in this comparison trap with social media, which is why it's got to be so important that we control what content we consume. You don't have to follow everybody in your family or your friend network. You can be selective with it. You don't have to answer every notification and spend time on social. You can get off of it. You can put blinders on when you go into the gym and just focus on your work and your goals. The only time I've ever found comparison to be helpful is when I am truly confident and content in who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm focused on my goals. I know where I've come from. I know what I'm working toward. I understand my competition is with myself. When you get to that point mentally, then you can look at other people in your field, in your sphere, and say, what do they do well? Where are they doing things appearing to be better than me? And how can I learn from them? Instead of looking at those other people and beating yourself up for not measuring up being as good as they are, you simply look at them and learn. This person does that well. What can I learn from and how can I apply it? This group does that well. What can we learn from and how can we apply it? It changes the focus because then the entire focus is on how do I learn and then apply to me to get better versus how can I look at them and see where I'm not as good and then beat myself up. Comparison will rob you of the opportunity to reach your full potential, but more than that, it will rob you of your happiness. If your happiness is dependent on everyone else, what someone else is doing, what their potential is, what their goals are, instead of your own. Eyes on your own lane, just like you're running a 100-meter sprint. You can't look to your left, to your right, or behind you and still run at peak speed moving forward. It applies that way in track, and it sure as heck works that way in life. So today, be where your feet are. Focus on your finish line. Compete with yourself and quit allowing comparison to rob you of who you could become. I'm cheering for you, competitor. Go win your day. Thanks again, competitor, for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. This is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm glad you're here because that means you're a driven leader who wants to maximize your performance and pursue greatness in every area of your life. To learn more about Compete Every Day, get involved in our leadership cohort, or find resources to help you lead better and succeed more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. I'll see you next episode.